This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptists and the Baptist Messenger. Welcome to the Insight Podcast. I'm Chris Forbes. Today we're talking to Jason Hope. He is a recipient, one of only 11, I think, recipients of the Silver Star Medal. He's going to tell us a little bit about that, and he's also going to talk about how the Lord is working in his life after a, a long and uh, productive uh, military career. Uh, so I just want to say welcome to the podcast, Jason. Thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me. As we begin, I thank you for your service to our country and, and uh, the many ways that uh, you have uh, been involved in uh, in uh, protecting the United States and uh, and also people around the world. But uh, tell us a little bit. Just introduce yourself. Let people know uh, who you are and. Sure thing, Chris. Yeah. Well, I'm Jason Hope. Uh, mm-hmm. I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was in joined the military 18 days after I graduated high school. Uh, wow. Started out as an artilleryman. Figured out that wasn't the way I was going to make a living. <laughs> Heard about special forces at a young age, so I volunteered. And at uh, 20 years old, became uh, the youngest tab special forces qualified guy in, uh-huh. in seventh group, uh, which is at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Um, that allowed me to stay in special forces. An unusual length of time. I spent 22 years out of my 24 years in Special Forces uh-huh. and 18 years as what they call an operator, uh-huh. uh, an A-team member on a Special Forces uh, team. So what is the usual tenure of a Special Forces soldier? Well, um, the usual tenure is around four to six years. And, uh-huh. and generally that's, that occurs because of, well, it's a it's kind of a tough way to make a living, but injury or... or uh, mm-hmm. A lot of family issues can occur. Mm-hmm. A special Forces soldier spends a lot of time away from away from home. Mm-hmm. So, four to six years is about the uh, average length of, of time. So, what? Uh, paint a picture for us. What is a special forces soldier basically doing, or where where is he going? How, how did it work out for you? Right. So, um, out out of the eighteen years I spent on an on a team, I spent fourteen, fourteen and a half years either in combat or in a hostile fire zone. Oh wow. And that's um executing the government's policy through many of the our our area of the world prior to nine eleven was Central and South America. So right. my my young career started off in, in El Salvador, uh spent uh-huh. a number of years in uh Colombia, five years or so in Colombia and Venezuela and and, uh, and many of the other in Peru, where they had the Shining Path, there was a big communist movement, if you remember, in the late 80s and early 90s down in Central and South right, America. Right, right. So that, that kind of turned into, it became a, a more of a war on, on drugs, or they say counter-narcotics missions. Now, these right. were going on, say, in the country of Colombia. Right. They had an insurgency. The whole country was at war, and, and yet we were down there affecting uh, U.S. policies in various various ways. Right. And so you, I mean, that's a quite a career already. And then uh, you got called up, or whatever the term is, to Afghanistan. Yeah. So it was later in my career uh-huh. um, when two thousand and one occurred. I didn't quite have twenty years in yet, but I was on the ground shortly after um, the towers came down for my first rotation. And then I, I just. Uh, 
felt that was my calling. I had years and years under my belt of experience. I could lead a special forces aid detachment exactly what uh, special forces guys do. So when when we're not in combat, because we're not all the time, we're we're instructors, we're uh-huh. trainers. We right. go and train soldiers and foreign internal defense is real big stuff like that. Uh-huh. But in combat, we're a 12-man element that is sent deep, usually behind enemy lines to conduct all kinds of missions in support of uh, our country and, and, and the Army's mission at that time. So 2005 came along and I had um, three tours already under my belt in Afghanistan at that time. And, and the Lord had just put just a remarkable uh, team of Special Forces guys mm-hmm. together. And that's some of the things that we, we speak about uh, today. So and when you talk about combat situations, uh, I mean, you know, they say there are no atheists in foxholes. Um, where, where were you spiritually? And, 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 and can you tell a little bit about, you know, maybe one of your assignments? I know you, you talked about in one particular where the Lord just really had his hand on you. Yeah, no, no doubt. And Chris, I, where I was spiritually is as lost as anybody could ever mm-hmm. be lost. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, knew there was a God. I mean, the, these events that have unfolded over a 14-year period in combat, you can imagine yeah. one would know that there's a God. And I professed in his uh-huh. son, and, and, but, but yet I wasn't really walking with him. What I mean by that is... Uh, in my mind, I was in Afghanistan not because of two towers that came down. I mm. was in Afghanistan because there were Muslims that were sawing heads off Christians. Mm-hmm. I didn't grow up in a, in a going to church at all. Uh-huh. I've never heard my father say the word love or Jesus. But but I think I grew up in a definitely a Christian acting home, right? Because of the love and support that he did give me. Yeah, and. I just had gotten to a point in my life where I felt like this is it. This is exactly what the Lord God Almighty has called me to do, is to be a soldier for Christians. Yeah. You know, that that was my mindset. Right. And 2005, we were on – that was my third, fourth tour going over there. Uh Uh, We we were faced with a situation where we were going after – and I'll shorten the mission considerably. Yeah, okay. (laughs) But we we were going after a high-value target, and and the situation was we were up on high ground, and we had to cross uh, an extremely long distance in an open area to get to where these guys were at. Uh And – it was the Lord that led me across that field, and it turned out that that day that I ended up being the only guy that was making my way across that field, and everybody else was able to see what was going on from from the high ground that surrounded the objective. And so they, you're crossing alone yeah. in a hot zone, and uh, yes, and yeah. there were 28 enemy combatants down on the objective, and and uh, there was a lot of intense heavy fire. coming my way so i was able we were able to secure and finish that mission and everything but the things that the guys witnessed was was i don't know what it was that they saw i didn't see anything but the objective in front of me but there was just a there was there was a calmness that was over me that i can't explain i couldn't explain at that time i can explain it today but just that action, just what, just what these two Muslim interpreters, these two guys have been following Islam their entire life. 
They yeah. prayed five times just that day. Uh-huh. Eventually changed them to come to, to follow the Lord. So it's and, and that, that event, that, that same event is what's opened the door and allowed us to get into other places to, to talk to people. And, and that event is still bringing people to Christ today. Not, not the action of it, but just it opening the doors for where, I, where we can go and speak to people, which yeah. we'll talk about. Now. So uh, now I've heard you tell your story a little bit uh, because you, we go to church together and we talked a little bit. Uh, from my understanding, you were, you were about to cross, and, and I think like anybody, you'd be praying for yeah. God to do something, help you. Uh, so you're praying in that moment, and then you, you cross – this uh, I don't know the, the military term, but open objective area. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Where people Wide are shooting like area. crazy. Yeah, and yeah. you're running through, and and what's in what's going on in your mind? What are you praying? And and then tell me, tell us what the uh, Islamic people were saying they saw. Well, I it was before the mission. Actually, I knelt. We're we're on. We're waiting for the word. So we've got helicopters and so forth. We get the word. They're spinning up. And as my guys were loading the helicopter, I stepped aside, I knelt, and I prayed. And and the prayer that that I prayed probably isn't the same one that I would pray today. I wasn't praying for safety or make sure everything would be okay. I was praying for speed and violence of action. I was praying that every single one of my shots be true and hit the mark. And I was just praying for more what I would consider to be warrior-type things uh, yeah. at that day. And and and. My team, this was the first big mission of, of that year, that rotation. Right. It was in the spring. It was their – some of these guys, this was their first big combat mission. Right. And, you know, you know where people – I know that I wasn't the only one praying that day. But afterwards, the Muslims who had seen me prayed came up and said, hey, you know, we saw Allah's hand of protection over you. And I wasn't very scripturally sound at the time. I had memorized a couple of – Verses for war purposes. Turns uh-huh. out it wasn't even scripture. It was just uh-huh. off a movie, Pulp Fiction or something. But anyway, right. I didn't really know scripture, but I did know that the God I was praying to wasn't named Allah. So that's what I explained to them. And because of that, because of what they saw, they learned who Yahweh, the God of Abraham, yeah. Isaac, and Jacob was. And that, and how I knew that part of it, I'm not sure either, but, but that was clearly communicated that day. And and people look at Afghanistan. They ask me my thoughts and my opinions on, on Afghanistan. It, it looked like really bad stuff at the end. I'm not sure how we thought it was going to end uh, uh-huh. in that situation. But here are some facts. We haven't been attacked as a country in 22 years like mm-hmm. that day. Mm-hmm. And 22 years ago, there weren't any Christians in Afghanistan. Yeah. Today, there's upwards of 50,000, they say. So yeah, we I'd actually, say that's a big We actually did an interview with a pastor who's you know, a refugee who, who came from Afghanistan. Praise God. Living in Oklahoma yeah. somewhere here yeah. and uh, serving the refugees here and bringing the gospel to them. And that's a great open door. We can imagine like when all that went down that it was going to also result in people getting the gospel. Amen. You know, that's, uh, you know, the Lord is, you know, God works in all things. That's right. That's for right. For his glory. And if, it, and if yeah. that's what it took, yeah. then every minute, every drop of blood was has been worth it. Oh. All right. So let's, let's, let's move forward. Let me ask you this. Is that the uh, uh, event or whatever that 
precipitated you getting the silver star? Yes, yes, it okay. was, yeah. So tell me a little bit more about uh, what the Silver Star is and, and, and all that because, you know, I don't have a military background. So right. I, it's like it's hard to grasp what a huge honor. If I understand correctly, the Silver Star has only been awarded like 11 times. Is that right? Well, I'm not, I'm not sure the medal count, but the Silver Star is, is only one of three awards right. for valor, gallantry, and action that are, are approved by Congress and awarded by the President of the United States. So they're the top three valor awards in, right. in our country. The, the, at the time that I was awarded that Silver Star... Only five of them had been awarded in special forces. Now, this is five years into war. Okay. Only five of them had been awarded to special forces, and three of those guys were no longer with us. Right. So it was, in our community, it was a uh, an, an honor beyond, I, I can't, I don't even have words for it, but yeah. it, was a, it was a huge honor. So that's, you know, I mean, you're at the top of uh, your your game. You, you've achieved something. Uh, uh, and then you see a spiritual kind of a encounter. You know, maybe you didn't have the the vocabulary or the spiritual maturity to interpret exactly what it is. How do we get from Jason Hope, Silver Star recipient, to Jason Hope, gospel preaching uh, man <laughs> of God who just you know sets that example and, and leads in uh, evangelism and Chris that's 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 uh to, that's the real story so you would think right after all these events in my military career you would think I hit back stateside and I got down on my knees and asked the Lord into my heart and kept walking mm. but that's not what happened I I actually spent about 12 years after my career wandering out there the Lord brought me back up to, to Oklahoma hooked me back up with my high school sweetheart she asked me hey I know you believe in God and everything but have you ever surrendered yourself mm. I'm a prideful man. I said, I told you I believed in Jesus. Of course I have. But but I started thinking because I'm a soldier at that time. Still at heart, I'm a soldier. Yeah. And I know what surrender is. Right. So just, we're coming up on it, but just almost three years ago, I went out behind my house and I surrendered. And it was at that point that God gave me my purpose, my mission, what he wanted me to do. You see, after my military career, I, I, I remember saying, okay, now what? I thought that's right. I thought that's the way I was going. Yeah, and I believed in it. I did strongly. Right. And then and then I so I thought now what and now what? Well now I can still. I mean I'm working for the Lord now, and and so I can still go out that way. Yeah. So you surrendered your life to Christ. Right. And then He began to work new things in your life. What are some of the things since that day? have been different in what you do with your life and in the direction of where you're going? Well, three years ago, about three years ago, when Nicole and I were talking, and I was, of course, excited. You know, the Lord had just spoke uh, 100% truth into my heart. So I was excited. And yeah. and I just knew, you know, it was clear to me what he wanted me to do. That wasn't a question. And, and, and I just, but I didn't, didn't quite know the how. So I first started out with a sign that said, God loves you. And I would stand out on 33rd and Broadway, and it was right before COVID. Right. And a simple sign. And I was worried. I was, I was terrified that someone was going to ask me a scriptural question because at this point, I'm just, 
I mean, I had just recently been looking for the book of Paul for two hours in my Bible. <laughs> the book of Paul. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> two Corinthians. To, yeah. I talked <laughs> talk to my pastor, and he's like, well, that's rather Paulinian-like. And I'm looking at him, and he's like, you know, the Apostle Paul. And I'm like, look, I know there's 12 of them, but <laughs> you want me to know. So anyway, I, it, since then, I've been in his word reading it. And, and, and as I've been continually going out there, the, the knowledge is, is uh, increasing, and and we began reaching more and more people. Uh, the Lord put a, a strong mentor in my life, Stuart Kennedy, and 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 we've gotten together, and and he's gotten the door open to where we've been speaking now at colleges and at men's uh, church retreats, and 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 the Lord first and foremost, you know, we're we're out there to find the lost, to proclaim Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. That is our mission, and that's what we're doing. Yeah, but we're also reaching speaking to people that have been uh, Christians for a number of years and so forth with the message that the Lord is. And, and you, now you are, are you also, I mean, you're, you're in, you've been in depth, you know, discipleship and, and growing in the Lord. What are some things, are you studying now or what's going on there? Yeah. So I'm, I've just recently tried to enroll in Southwestern, uh, down in down in Fort Worth, but there's a bit of a paperwork hiccup, so I'm not in the fall B semester at this time. But the, but the idea is always to pursue a, a growing education in the Lord's Word yeah. for sure. You know, you're continuing to be equipped as you right, absolutely. As you, yeah. And I don't and 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 look, I know I'm brand new at this, but I don't see a foreseeable time in the future where that ever stops. I mean, yeah. there's just too much. There's yeah. just too there's there's too much to know. There's there's a lot. You know. And, and I, you mentioned Stuart, and and you guys have been uh, working together and and uh, developing some, uh, um, cultivating some strategies for reaching out and, and doing a gospel. You, and and you, I know you're humble because I mean you don't just stand at the sign with the sign on the corner. You're doing all kinds of personal evangelism. You're talking to people. You're very fluid with the gospel. Very fluent with the gospel is another way I would say it. But. Um, as as you've been going out, you've had some opportunities to uh, speak mm-hmm. in places, uh, retreats and events and such. Uh, what is the kind of fruit you've been seeing from the ministry that you've been doing? Well, you know, the Lord has led us. Just just this last week, He opened a couple of big doors for us, and the Lord uh, had us up in uh, Tonkawa speaking at a college to a group of young people, uh-huh. and and they were mainly uh, athletes of the college, but they weren't. There wasn't but three or four of them in the FCA, uh-huh. so it was a very secular, athletic right. groups of teams, and yeah. and the reception initially, especially when you start breaking out the Jesus word uh-huh. amongst certain teams of, mm-hmm. cannot be received as well. But by the time we we left, we 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 expand we're expanding the kingdom through his yeah. word and people came to christ and there were several young people that rededicated themselves to christ uh-huh. and then uh down at fort uh den texas uh-huh. um, outside of dallas we were speaking at a, a large church men's event a group uh-huh. there, there's a camp down there and i'm sorry i don't remember the yeah, name but right. there's a camp down there and, and so we were speaking to a group of 70 men but the lord still is delivering because people are still coming to salvation they're still coming to the still kingdom. after the event at, yeah, yeah just the after when we yeah, go yeah. down to speak because we're able to connect that that boldness and stuff the lord trained me for 22 years as a green beret of course you know i'll get out there behind enemy lines i'll speak to people that some people yeah. don't speak to it's it's 
that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. I mean, that's what we should do. Seems like you you have th- these opportunities, you know, the typical men's retreat stuff like that, but any kind of event where you know people are gathered. I was, you know, we have a lot of veterans. You know, there's twenty whatever years of war. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you uh, what what kind of what would you say to a person who's like maybe struggling? Maybe it's PTSD or yeah. he's. Uh, it, uh, you know, depressed or or whatever. What's a word of encouragement you can give from what you found in the Lord? The the word of encouragement is 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 that the Lord's not finished with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe maybe you're maybe you're having some of these issues because you remember that time when you were overseas and you said, "Oh Lord, if you just get me out of this, yeah, I'll do." And then you came back. Did you do? Did you right. do X, Y, and Z? Yeah. Maybe that's the difficulty you're facing. I, I tell them, come to come to the Lord, come to Jesus. He's the answer. He's going to work it out. Yeah, and 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 I'm working with veterans groups right now, and I'm and and they're receiving this message. And if we can increase the perhaps the platform, then perhaps, I mean, the Lord will increase what the Lord yeah. increases. Yeah absolutely. yeah, absolutely. So it's it's working, and and just to hang in there. Look, He's got a purpose for you. And as to anybody out there, I don't care how old you are, what you uh-huh. got going on in life. If you're still here, the Lord has a purpose for you. Right. And if you haven't figured it out yet, that there's there's two reasons: you either haven't asked, or you haven't surrendered yourself to the Lord for Him to reveal it. Yeah, that's it. It's not that complex. The military has a manual for everything, Chris. Yeah, everything. And and I learned early off if you just follow the manual you save so much time and heart and in the right. military it's death it's life or death right to me the bible is no different yeah. except it's the manual to everything yeah and and it's not as complex as we try to make it out right. to be so you know I, i'm out there and, and to tell the church people hey guys it's time especially the men look you're the we're, we are the spiritual covering for our household by god's design yeah if we're not right with the lord how can we expect anything in our families to be right? And it's time right. for us men, professing Christian men, to stand up uh-huh. and start doing what we profess. That's it's. But well, it. you know, another thing, something you said earlier. Uh, you know, in I don't know, uh, I've never been a soldier, but uh, you know, you got to be all in yes. if you're going to do it. Right. You got to be all in, right. and you can't be a Christian and be like how. What's the minimum I can do right. to get away, right. you know, to go to heaven or whatever? The real change in your life, whether you were saved three years ago or it was before, but you just weren't committed, was you surrendered at all. Maybe, you know, theologically you have to work that out. Yeah. But right. we can't have men and women half-baked no. Walking, they they need to be all in, and then the Lord can then reveal to to them Absolutely. where He wants them to go. Absolutely, yeah. and 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 yeah. and those are the the steps. As I look back at it today, through through my 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 under, humble understanding of God's word, right? Those were the steps that that had occurred. So that's one of the things we're trying to share with people. Yeah, you, know, you can't, you really can't have a foot in each world. You, yeah, you can't. And and you don't need to be scared or worried that God's going to tell you to sell everything you own. Right. Trust in the Lord with all your heart is what His Word says. Yeah. And we've done that. Yeah. You see, when I when I was telling Nicole what I was going to do, she says, "Well, how? You <laughs> yeah. haven't been to seminary school, baby. Yeah, yeah. You were looking for the Book of Paul. How are you going to go <laughs> yeah. out?" And I said, "I don't know the how yet." Yeah. But 
we we I'm no longer working for that right. defense contracting company. Yeah, and we're we're leaning on the Lord. Hundred ten percent. I've got a cane because I'm hanging exterior doors right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great, uh, Jason. Uh, tell us, like, if someone is interested in you know inviting you to come out or something, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, you can get in touch with me through my church's uh, website, edmundcommunitychurch.org. Okay. And we would love to come out and speak at any events or speak to you at any time. Very good. I think that's a good opportunity for a lot of people to hear from you. And uh, again, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Chris. And I want to thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this podcast, we have more like it at our website at baptistmessenger.com. Or search for us wherever you download podcasts. Just look for Baptist Messenger and you'll find us. And while you're at BaptistMessenger.com, be sure to subscribe to the print edition of our newspaper. It's free. We mail it to your house. And there's always something in there you won't find online. Thanks again and God bless. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at BaptistMessenger.com or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptists. Advancing the gospel together.